Welcome to Sports Banter, episode five. Five, one? yes. I said five last time. It's actually five now. Did you say five? I, you I did. Five. So did I. Oh, you know, I there's I a lot of back. shit going on. I mean, <laughs> but I jumped again. With the polar bear and Mr. Peanut. I mean, Holy where shit. do you want to jump Holy off? Holy shit! <laughs> Unbelievable. I don't even know. I, I honestly, I don't even know where people. to start. Well, let's start with this. There's a lot going on here. That was the most incredible weekend of football I've ever seen. It was fucking amazing. Every single game. And I don't I don't want it to sound like, you know, we're not invested in football, but I agree. That game <laughs> those four games What the fuck happened? Oh my god. What's going well, on? First, I'm going into the weekend very excited as we talked about cuz I'm, you know, there's yeah. multiple games each day, yeah, two Lord. games each day that are, you know, the teams that won are getting closer to the Super Bowl. So that excites me. What more do you want? Foremost. And then as I'm watching each game, I'm going, I, this is, I think we were texting and I'm going, I just fucking love football. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. I think that was after the Rams game. Yeah. And that's after, you know, the first two games, which we'll get into right now, which were, look, there wasn't a bad game the whole week. No. no. Saturday, Sunday, just phenomenal ball. Yeah. I Shit agree. went down. I mean. And it, there's a lot to be discussed. Like, there's so much that's going to happen in this episode. My head hurts. I'm not, we're not even an episode. <laughs> we're not even two minutes in here. Uh, so let's start with the first game. We're just going to go exactly how we saw it. So, Bengals-Titans. Um, pretty wild game. You know, I... I Which all of them were, yeah. Yeah, I, I, like, I yeah, guess... They're all wild. Like, yeah, I know. I, I I'm guess, just saying. I guess my... my I'll, I'll be honest. My first... Uh, thought of the Bengals and the Titans games Titans game was not wild I think the outcome itself was wild um I mean just to from what I saw just straight uh, right into it the Bengals I mean they had they knew what the Titans were going to do and how I read it I mean defensively defensively yeah, I think that that's... game I think the Bengals defense themselves after talking the whole scope of the game was they came to play and they showed to me, they showed the NFL like, Hey, Derrick Henry's back. You know, it's first week back with Derrick Henry. I mean, that's, they're going to give the ball to him, mm-hmm. but I mean, first play pick, right. Or what was it? First yeah, drive. It was, no, it was I, the first play. Dude. I sat down. I was at a bar in La Jolla. I sat Ooh. down. Boom. Pick. I go, let's go. <laughs> No, I think that was what I, I meant by wild. Is that the, by the way, love the shirt. Oh yeah, that thing is, is fucking. This is cool. Chicago City right here. That is a this great is, shirt. I'm actually, I'll be honest, I'm a little envious. This is a uh, Wrigley Field approved, which will be worn hopefully soon. But yeah, uh, dude, that thing is, I'm you know, very for, for envious. our listeners. Sorry, <laughs> you know, you'll have to see it if I'm out in the world. Though. There you I go. I don't even so, want to describe it. We got other shit to handle. Yeah, sorry, totally upset. <laughs> no, I, the Bengals defense came out and. Immediately put a stop to Derrick Henry throughout the entire game, and their rushing D has been phenomenal all year. So they were tested with that and stepped up to the challenge. And then, you know, interception in the first play of the game, was, they got another two turnovers. Yeah. So they just created opportunities, which they needed, because on the other side of the ball, the Titans sacked Burroughs like nine times, which tied the postseason record. So it was kind of just that defensive battle, but yeah, you're right. Uh, a few big plays by the Bengals and timely kicking, by the way, 
by the Bengals kicker who nailed two fifty plus yarders, which is their mo. I mean, look at last week. Right. I mean, two, well, two weekends ago, if you will. I mean, they were get points kick, on the board. Kick, yeah, kick. yeah, and, and that I'm all about. They that. capitalized. So it was an upset of sorts. They took down the one seed, but I loved. You know, Burroughs did his best he could. I mean, he's getting his face blown up every three plays. So I thought he played great, uh, considering what he was going up against. I, I You know, and it's funny, because while I was watching that game, I, I'll be honest, I watched that game very sparingly. I was, you know, had a lot of things going on. And a classic polar bear, what the fuck, you yeah. know? But <laughs> I will say, um, I was thinking about this while I was watching the game, is... You know, Joe Burrow last season got injured, mm-hmm. and, and prior shut down. yeah, and and then prior to that, I mean, just the things that he's gone through in his college career. I to me, I yeah. think, you know, there's some people that get to the NFL that'll get rattled in that situation, especially at the quarterback position. Right. But just what I'm getting to is the way he's playing. Like you brought it up, he was getting pressured, sacked. I mean, he got sacked nine times, like you said. It just to me, nothing really phased him. And I, 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 I actually, I have a lot of more respect for him in that sense yeah. now than I did maybe at the beginning of the season. I even, I think even towards the tail end of season one for sports banter, I even said, you know, Joe Burrow, in my eyes, needed another season. Mm-hmm. I mean, his trajectory to season three of the NFL, really season two for him, is yeah. showing that, hey, I'm working to be a quarterback that a team can be built around. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that's what I think has been put on notice the most is his leadership qualities, and he's just a winner, you know? Like, he's going to find a way to he get points like on cool the board. He's a cool guy, too. Like, and, and, you know, I, I think the Cincinnati media and, you know, and the post game is, they're all excited because this is something they, they haven't gone through, they haven't seen, gone 81, through. 81, I think it was. Since, I think it's 88, but it's, it's whatever. Like, that's yeah. a long time ago. And his answers are awesome. If you're a Bengals fan, he's like, yeah, this is great, but this isn't the end goal. Like, I want this to be the status quo. And I think at the for the quarterback of your team, like, you want exactly that yeah. attitude. And, you know, they went to Tennessee. They weren't intimidated. They got hit, and they, you know, went through turnovers, and shit wasn't going their way, but they stayed in the fight. And, the you know, having a kicker who can nail some 50-yard field goals – shows maybe it's worth drafting a kicker if he's going to amount to that. Well, and I think just piggybacking off of what you said regarding like media and what his answers are, no one, if you and I were to be drafted, would we want to play in Cincinnati? Probably not. <laughs> but the fact that he's kind of said, hey, this is where I plan on being and building my legacy. M- my legacy. Yeah. I mean, as a Bengals fan and someone that has no football team, well, I'm a bastardized Bill fan, but to hear that, I mean, that just, that's yeah. like wrapping a big hug yeah. around the city, like saying, dude, I'm, you you guys are with me as yeah. long as I can go. And I, again, it like we've talked about leadership, things like that. I think it shows off the field what type of things he brings to on the field. I yeah. Mean, and I think we talked about Tannehill a little bit last week. He, again, shows how he's not a guy that can get you over the edge even when you're the one seed and, you know, other things have gone well for that team. He needed to play just, like, a little better and just could not do it. No. So I, I think he was drunk. It's a, it's a knock on him, and it's <laughs> credit to the Cincinnati defense for creating those opportunities and putting the Bengals in good position. But, yeah, I mean, 
the Bengals did what they had to do to win the game, and now they're off to the AFC Championship. So, at the end of the go, at the end of the day, you picked the Bengals. I picked. The Titans. Yes, yes. I picked the Titans, but I wanted the Bengals to win, so we both won. I I appreciate that you bring that to the forefront. You know, you're not hiding behind your picks. No, you're I'm wearing not. it. I I picked the fucking Titans, and as also. I, Go ahead. Yeah, also, so I was at the bar, there was two Bengals fans, of course. It's very limited. That's great, though. Limited. Oh, yeah. And they were, I feel like they wanted to talk trash to somebody. It wasn't me, but it was like, they just had that, like, fun energy. And I was like, I mean, no one's a Titans fan here. So no. You, it's kind of just. Talk shit to the wall. They were basically, <laughs> yes, doing that. So then the game ended, and I was, like, going to the bathroom, and I see the guy. <laughs> I was like, hey, congrats, man. Full tears, full breakdown. I go, fucking this guy. <laughs> Are you Again, serious? this guy's locked in, man. Oh, yeah. Hey, you Had know what? His hands. Alcohol was involved, sure. Let, but he was feeling it, baby. Let me tell you He's this. He's back in the dance. If the Bears were to win the Super Bowl... Oh, in, I don't in, even know. <laughs> in the Downing's lifetime, in the Mr. Peanut family life, lifetime... Well, you'd hope it'd be in the lifetime. I'll tell you this. A city of San All Diego... All off. city of San Diego <laughs> will shut down and just... Oh, yeah, I, they I, thought COVID would shut things down. Oh. Let the Bears win a few playoff games. Yeah, there will be a there will be a that's Super more, Bowl parade that's in a downing, San Diego. That's a downing purge waiting to happen. <laughs> game two, Packers 49ers. <sighs> oh my God! First of all, this one's gonna be pretty heavy, to be honest. Yeah, no, no, this is like this can be a long episode because there's so much to every game has its own. Fuck! I mean, like. I'm, we're going to try to get through as succinct as we can, but man, was there a lot, lot of shit. Stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and this is a, there's a lot of worms in this can. Yeah. Um, first of all, just awesome playoff weather. I mean, any game in the snow, outside, that's just, uh Talk about his, historian of the game, polar bear. I mean. Just what I more do you watch, want? I was, <laughs> I'm watching the game, like, you know, analytically, whatever, and then I just stopped and was like, Ugh. There's just, like, this is football. Playoff football this is it. in the snow in Green Bay. Yeah, I mean, exactly. The one seed, it's like the 49ers are the hot road team, all the swag. You know, they're playing tough. So I was just, anyway. So now to the game. <laughs> um, We've set the scene. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I was pretty confident about the Packers last week. I mean, and I've noticed, like, after this game had ended or whatever, I had no, I've noticed, like, I'm a big like the Packers are gonna win all the time because like I think that's just how it feels to me like they're maybe because they're beating me all the time yeah, but they're so. not winning as much as I think they are and this game was a prime example of that but before we get there and those worms the first drive of the game was textbook Packers being the one seed being an Aaron Rodgers led team with a nice rushing attack yeah. I mean went right down the field scored and it was like... Oh, all right. This is the game. Yeah. This is the one seed at home. Like, look out. Like, Garoppolo's going to have to respond. Which yeah. he did not. I mean, he played pretty rough, to be honest. I don't think I don't think the 49ers offensively played yeah. a playoff caliber game. No. But... Which is... They stayed the course. They stayed the course. But to that point, I think which is just really odd, you know, it... W- well, were the well, Packers doing crazy shit on defense? I don't think so. I don't think so. Or was Garoppolo just not? I don't know. Well, I think the I, Packers, I get... Packers defense is formidable defense. Absolutely. Top 10 defense. They've invested in making them a better defense. What was more odd was 
the Packers offense. So, like, you could understand why the 49ers go into Green Bay and they're struggling. Like, yeah. that, that makes sense to you. You can deduct. <laughs> exactly. You can deduct why. It's like Jimmy G, maybe he's not all that good. Um, you know, he's not in the top tier of quarterbacks. He's, you know, a balanced guy you can put out there and win some games. But you could see that. But on the other side, I'm going, what's Green Bay's issue? Like, I... You know, 49ers are tough, absolutely, and they ended up winning this game, of course. But that was the most confusing part to me is the Packers were just in this stagnant kind of like they have some good plays here, some stagnant plays here, and just nothing was going. And that's why the game was so uh, as low scoring as it was. You know, I, I thought the same thing, but while I was watching the game, I think what I kept – thinking about was when is Aaron Rodgers going to turn on to a classic Aaron Rodgers move, like flutter around and throw a 60 yarder and get a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah, And I don't, I don't know. I didn't feel, you know, I didn't feel the original Packers energy that I think you and I are used to. And that, like you said earlier, that you, you rely on for these wins I agree. I didn't feel as if, I, I don't know, maybe their game plan was off. Maybe they were trying to do too much shit. I I don't know. I don't know how those conversations go. Again, I I'm, I always kind of bank on this is, I, I, I'm, I'm blanking the uh, Packers coach right now. On um, the floor. Yeah, but he calls the plays, but how much of that, how much does Rodgers' input come in on that? I mean, Who's really calling those plays? Because you know how it is. I mean, we've talked about it. I mean, last year at Indy, I'm telling you, Phillip Rivers is calling about yeah. 30% of those calls. Big Ben runs his offense in, Steel- in uh, Pittsburgh. I mean, he's been doing that for years. I just – I don't know what that – it felt yeah. like there was – and this is what I'm trying to get to is it felt like there was miscommunication on what the intent was for their offense that week. I don't yeah. know. I think – I think – you know, it it comes down to just, I think the Packers came out very confident as the one seed. As they should. Um, right. And, you know, had their game plan set and they were, you know, comfortable with going against 49ers at home. You know, we, we've worked, they had a great year. You know what I mean? Like they've, yeah. they've been a great offense. They have Aaron Rodgers. But maybe. Are we relying this, on that too much? They have Aaron Rodgers. And maybe that's what it is where it's. If it doesn't go, because I think the first drive went right according to script, like right down the field, touchdown, boom. It's like that was our drive. Bing. Everyone, nice work. And then as the game went on, there was more variables in each yeah, yeah, drive, yeah. and it was more like why isn't this working? And there's more like confusion of well, we're not getting points on the board, and why is that? So does panic set in at that point? Of hey, it's ten to three, and it's been ten to three for a while. Uh, are we? You know, are we doing enough to win this game? Are we on the verge of giving this? Like, where's the momentum at in this game? Which, I mean, the momentum was a huge uh, variable in this game. And which goes right to where the 49ers took everything, took all the momentum, which on that blocked punt for a touchdown in the fourth quarter. I mean, literally, if that punt just goes normal... The Packers probably win that game. I agree with you. Because the 49ers, like we've talked about, like there there was nothing to really pick up on their offense. They had gotten stopped on fourth down a couple times. A few drives, but nothing that resulted in any points except for one Robbie Gold field goal. So, I mean, watching the blocked punt 
And then I'm going, pick it up, pick it up. And he picked it up, ran it in, I'm, and now it's a tie game. I mean, it changed everything. It, what, how Obviously. I read, how I saw it was like, wow, the 49ers defense is here to fuck people up. And also, special teams has been a problem all year for the Packers. That's what's been highlighted as like, oh, they did it again type thing. Yeah, and I guess my point is like, in my eyes, I'm going, we're fucking this close to the end zone. Just get it the fuck out. Yeah. If there's if I'm gonna get if it's if someone's gonna block this, they're gonna block this. But I don't think he waited. I don't think he waited like an extreme. Dude, sometimes punters time. are like, fuck me la di da. Yeah. You know? But I don't think that was the case in that situation. I like the guy got in and I mean barely tipped it. Like credit to the guy getting in there. Makes the play of the probably playoffs for the 49ers. Yeah. And changes everything. With the fourth you know, that was under five minutes to go in the fourth. So, the, I mean, just a lack of execution by the one-seed Packers to give that opportunity to the four. God, it man. immediately almost made it like this game's in overtime, and it's like the next person to win this, or next, uh, you know, score is going to win yeah. this game. But even so, you know, the 49ers score that, and the ball goes back to the Packers. So what does that say about the Packers' offense and Aaron Rodgers? I mean... And, you know, you've harped on this a lot about the elite quarterbacks in football. You have to be able, especially a guy like Aaron Rodgers, you would think, would be able to go right back down and at least get a field goal or score a touchdown. And you have to be able to do that. Well, and you are the reigning MVP of the NFL. Yeah. And you have, you, you made a big show of you coming back and you... Brought your team to the one seed. Yeah, right. hey, this is your moment. There's a, you know, there's a check mark off the box. So like, okay, I did this. Boom, done, right? And I think, I hate to say this, but as the Packers organization, you, you know, looking at that, going, we brought him back, but it, what yeah. happened? And you know, so obviously the Forty Nineers ended up winning the game. Of course, on the field goal <laughs> by X Bear Robbie Gold. It was. I felt kind of like I won. <laughs> the Packers losing is almost like yeah. a Bears victory. But then what was so interesting was after the game, you know, like the circulation of the talk on Rodgers was like his legacy was diminished, like almost immediately. Like, you know, his postseason record is 11 and 10, one Super Bowl. And there's been a lot of games like this in his career where it kind of showed a light on maybe he's not, you know, on that elite, elite level. Of course, he's a great quarterback. But, it I don't know, the energy around that loss, I feel like it weighed a lot, on, it weighed heavy on Roger's shoulders. I agree with that. I think something, you know, because I think you may have, I think you may have texted me something mm-hmm. regarding that. Um, off, right. But I, I started thinking about it, and as you were talking, I was thinking about it a little bit more as well. But I think, in my eyes, I think Aaron Rodgers is a good quarterback I think the things that he has done in his career I'm not saying his career is over but his career up to now has been a spectacular like spectacular play if you will like he's got the spectacular tosses Mm -hmm. he runs around he makes the plays look big and long so I think a lot of people hang that on him and his stats don't lie I mean he's a good quarterback he's a a top tier quarterback like I said MVP last year but I think, in our opinion, Mr. Peanut and the Polar Bear, for you to be that elite-tiered 
quarterback in the NFL, Super Bowls are a part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. And for him to only have one, mind you, I mean, think about it, right? I mean, there's guys that are all over the NFL and have been around the NFL that have only won one Super Bowl, mm-hmm. right? And their their status in the NFL is wow. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I think, uh, oh, I'm trying to think. It doesn't matter. Like, just the fact of the matter is, is he has one Super Bowl to his name, and I think what he's done and the just showing of his plays and what we want out of Aaron Rodgers is not it's it's not equating. That's yeah. why I think the narrative right. after the game was well. What's his, look at his legacy? Like what has he really yeah. done? There was you know? a lot of comparisons done of like the actual fact of one Super Bowl and one NFC Championship win. Like, one of them was Rex Grossman has one NFC championship win, who, if you don't know, was the Bears quarterback when they went to the Super Bowl. And, like, Rodgers has one. Obviously, we didn't win the Super Bowl, but it's like, Rex Grossman has one and Aaron Rodgers has one. Obviously, two completely different quarterbacks, but it just goes to show, it's, it just, like, his postseason record doesn't match up to his ability, well, which I, I think hurts his legacy. I agree, and I think a lot of people... Put him and Brady yeah. and Manning, and they and, put yeah. all these quarterbacks into. They put those specifically those three guys that are just coming to my head. They put those guys in this in the top of the case, and everyone's looking at. Well, has, has Rogers done that? Like, uh, well, he's not really. You're comparing him in that sense, I think, and I think that's where that narrative comes down to. And also, what the fuck, dude? The guy just lost. I mean, yes. They should have won that game. But to football fans like yourself and me, we saw why they didn't win. Right. That's what I was about to say. I was like, I don't know if they should have won that and game. And that's, that's yeah. the thing. I think going into it, on you paper, and I were yeah. under the impression, uh, yes, on paper, they should have won that game. But this is why you and I love football, is the fact of the matter is, is whether you have the team on paper, it's the people that come and show up. Yeah. And execute and play together and, and work off block those, a fucking punt right. for a touchdown uh, work off those opportunities yeah like in the Bengals game all those picks and the block punt like it that's what playoff football is exactly and lastly so you know the Packers are out now and <laughs> the question immediately becomes is Rodgers out of Green Bay I think he's out I agree and with I you. hope to Christ he is because that means I'm free from Aaron Rodgers as is, a Bears fan. Is he out or is he... No, I think he plays with somebody else. I think he th- plays for their, the Broncos or somebody like that. You know what's... Broncos, fo- Steelers, some type of organization like that. What about... And I think they've talked about this early on in the season. What about the 49ers? Do you think he would play there? Probably not. He seems pretty spiteful, nah, you know? That would be too. Being 0-4 against... Which is another part of this. He's 0-4 against the 49ers in the playoffs... After the draft day quote of, I think you posted it, yep. where he said, I don't, the question was awesome. It was like, are you upset that the, the 49ers, 49ers didn't, draft you. didn't draft you with the number one pick? And he said, not as much as they will be for not drafting me. And then going 0-4 against them. I mean, I love the attitude, but it just didn't work out. So, no, I don't think he'll play for the 49ers. But I see him leaving Green Bay. Me too. I, well... So, I mean, the first half was <laughs> completely dominated by the Rams. Yeah. Um, and you'd figure, what was it? It was 27 20, yeah. to and we were, 
I'm, to three. So I'm watching the game and I'm like, okay, here's the first game that's not going to be close. And the Rams are just taking care of business, doing their, the whole thing. And then their Brady, first go oh, ahead. Sorry. <laughs> their first drive, just piggybacking off of how you, how the game started, the Rams' first drive to me was Super Bowl winner. Yeah. Like, yep. No, they look, they look, like I said, Done. in our text, I said, that was a perfect first half, uh, almost. Because at the end of the half, Brady throws a pick, the Rams get the ball back again, and I'm saying, this is the knockout blow. Yeah. Right here. If, we could, if they score a touchdown right here, and Cam Akers, who for some reason, was the most integral part of the Rams' game plan, which drove me nuts. Gets the ball on, like, the three-yard line and fumbles, and the Bucks get the ball. So that was the first break the Bucks got, uh-huh. which it would have been, like, 34-3 to or something like that. Fuck. So that's pretty much game over. I mean, Brady is Brady, but you're down 31 that's a points. huge. In, you know, 30 minutes of football. It's going to be tough. That's hard. And then the second half began. Holy shit. <laughs> I'm at a loss for words because just the, I mean. It was insanity. The, the, it's like the Rams took a, it's like they got drunk during it's halftime like, and yeah. said, you know what? Hey, we got it, boys. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, and then, yeah. I mean, you know what? This is, I guess this is the, ba- the ba- excuse me, the, this is the best way to explain the second half of the Buccaneers and the Rams game. Was, Tom, do not sleep on Tom Brady ever in my eyes. The fact well that I agree with, yeah. and I mean, could the Rams make more mistakes? Could they make more mistakes? I'm like, is this game rigged? Like, what is happening? Here? I'm <laughs> well, not a rigged NFL guy. No, but I, it was uh, they're fumbling every possession. If Montali was here, it would. Be, I'm right? going. <laughs> I'm going. Is is this serious? Like, why? Why is this happening right now? And, again, going back to the Cam Akers point, he was terrible in this game. I agree. Terrible. And why was he such a focal point for the Rams? I don't know. Was, did they forget what Sonny Michelle had done the entire year for them? No idea. Because um, he didn't really play. He got, like, no. five carries. Cam Akers had, like, 25 carries, three fumbles, or two two or three fumbles. And I'm, just, I'm sitting there watching the game going, why is Cam Akers in the Damn game. Why is he... Who gives him that many opportunities after all the fumbles? fumbles. You know what? He just needs one to get confident. It's like, no. He's gotten three. Get him the fuck out. out And put the guy who's been in there all year back in. Who's been successful, by the way. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. You know, the way that second half went was disgusting. I mean, the Rams... They were... They... So, they fumbled the ball three times. And they missed a 47-yard field goal short because... I didn't know at the time, but watching that without knowing the background of the kicker being hurt in the pregame, I was dumbfounded. That was when the rigging thing, again in my head, I'm going, the guy missed a field goal short? 47 yards? Who misses it short? Right? like My brain was broken. I mean, the game, the second half for a football fan, your brain was broken. Yeah, it for was, the, everything that could go wrong did go wrong for the yeah. Rams, and I mean, the Bucks would turn the ball over, and then the center, Here's snap, the ball back. center snaps the ball over Stafford's head on the five-yard line. I'm going, okay. So the now it's the Bucks ball. Like they just gained forty yards on a double turnover. I don't. It was insanity. It was just, 
And the way we're even talking about it, where it's just jumping around, like, that's what the second half was. (laughs) Yeah, and you're looking at it going, oh, how'd they get the ball back? Oh, well, this happened. Oh, okay. How'd they get the ball back? Well, they did this. It's like, what's going on? And and you know what? Credit to Tampa Bay for staying the course and saying, hey, we're going to capitalize on these fuck-ups, you know? I could not believe it. I really thought when Fournette got the... Game tying touchdown. I go. This is just crazy. Like Tom Brady's gonna do this again. That's. Uh, it's funny you say that because I was thinking the exact same thing. I'm going. I mean, talk about a legacy builder for <laughs> yeah, Tom Brady. Like down, you know, twenty seven to three had a twenty four point deficit. Had to come back. Brought my and I'll say this. Brought my team back. You know, as Tom Brady, he brought his team back and just. I mean, when like you said, when Leonard Fournette ran that in and got the tie, I'm going with what it was, forty seconds. And left? I'm like, like, Tom Brady has not played a good game and still has come back from a twenty four point lead. I'm just, I just can't believe it. It was insanity. I agree. I agree. Like, there was so many. I think I text. I texted you. I hate football. Because I was so invested in the Rams. Yeah, <laughs> this is where I was all weekend, just <laughs> up and down, up and down. I mean, fuck, we could have had a heart attack. and no one would have been, well, What happened? I think it was oh. just one of the games. Yeah, no, it's, it definitely took some years off my life. But, I mean, sure. the last play of the Rams, I mean. Well, so your boy Stafford, I mean, so the uh, incredible finish to the game because, like we're talking about, the Bucks took advantage of every mistake that Cam Akers and Cup actually fumbled, too, who had a phenomenal game. But every Rams turnover turned into points for the Bucks. Yep. And... I don't know how much time is left. There was 40 seconds left when Leonard Fournette scored. Got it. So then the Rams got the ball back, and I thought, you know, like, they're definitely going to try to get down there for a field goal. I like Stafford. No timeouts, by the way. Yeah. um, Let's preface that. And, my God, what an amazing – talk about legacy builder and just ballsy throw by Matt Stafford. And – not sure why the Bucks are in zero defense, but did not work out. Well, I think, I think how they planned it was they're going to take a knee, bring this into overtime, or try and come down the field and get a field goal. Right, but they which, were they were coming out firing. Out the, well, I mean, play. and that's the thing that it was two plays, right, and then the bomb. Yeah, and I mean those two plays again. In in my eyes, maybe the Bucks defense was playing. Hey guys, we're just trying to keep them contained. Yeah. Keep them don't let anybody deep, which <laughs> after the two plays, I mean so first play, I think it was like a 10 20 yard play out of bounds, mm-hmm. clock stops. Second play, very similar play and then the third play was the fucking bomb. Yeah. Was it, it the third or second? I it can't was remember. the third and Stafford just threw an absolute, you know, Cooper Cup one just gets, cover, behind, gets the defender. behind the defender, leads him, catches the ball at the you know ten yard line. It was beautiful, and that was pretty. I mean, if they get up there and spike it, you know, it's pretty much game over. Yeah, I mean, all they had to do was boop. There you go. Done. Although the kicker did come up short, so if he's gonna come up short in a let's get him as close as we can, guys. I mean, but the Rams. I mean, thank God they won that game because, oh, that'd just be so brutal on Stafford and those all, that whole team. I mean, yeah. you were dominating the box the entire game. If you lose that game... You're fucked. Whew. Just brutal. I'm just happy for... Again, I know I've hyped this man up a lot, <laughs> but 
I, the biggest thing that I came out of that game was I'm happy for Matthew Stafford. I I just yeah, that was I mean that final drive was exactly what you want out of your quarterback. Yeah, and he took his. He said, "Forget everything that has happened in this disgusting game. I've played well, and we're gonna finish it right now." So we get you know get it the ball to your best player. Yeah, he's Matthew Stafford's gone through the shithole. Let's just put it that yeah. way. And he wants to live this. And I and I think that is also like another factor that we have to understand as fans is this guy is fighting for a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He's had his whole career in the shithole of Detroit football team. And now he has this opportunity to be in on paper the most probably one of the most elite teams in the NFL right now. Absolutely. And he has the opportunity to go to the Super Bowl. And the guy fucking Came to respond. Yeah. I mean, and I needed that victory myself because I just needed it. I, I couldn't have the Bucks come no. back in the Tom Brady story. I mean, love Tom I was, Brady. I but... was down, man. Plus I, had the, <laughs> plus, I had the Rams plus three in real life. Oh, okay. And I'm going, I, am I really going to possibly lose this bet? Like, this is ridiculous. If I lose that bet, then I have to stop betting for the rest of my life. But, victory. I feel myself getting closer to picking just a team. Just get in. Like, what are you I know, for? I know, I don't <laughs> what know are you why. I don't for? know. I'm just not committed. I was pretty much in. I'm not I mean, committal. There, I said it. I, I'm, so in this, we're going to jump right to the end. Go! The, the game was... Why don't we jump to the last, is, like, two minutes? Yeah, that's what I mean. Okay. But, so I have this personal thing against the Chiefs. I don't know what it is. I think just the successful teams the I just root against because... I'm a miserable Bears fan, and I just root against those who uh, are in the AFC Championship every year. I don't like Mahomes. There. Said it. Go. But, I mean, he played. We'll get into that. But, uh, no, I had invested in the Bills, 100%. I loved the – that game was incredible. There's just so much shit. Like, I don't even think our every, podcast can contain how the much. The Mahomes-Allen matchup was just so awesome to watch. I mean – one guy's making an incredible play here, and then the next guy comes right back and makes an incredible play there. Also, Gabriel Davis. I know you had talked about Stephon Diggs having a revenge game. He did absolutely nothing. But Gabriel Davis did absolutely everything. 200 yards, four touchdowns, like set a postseason record. I didn't even know who that guy was. I think I think the way that Gabriel Davis played was it, it kind of talks about like what we've talked about with the Cardinals and DeAndre Hopkins, right? Mm-hmm. Hey, Diggs is on the side of the field. We may have to double cover this and then oh, right. and then give Gabriel Davis. I mean, who the fuck's Gabriel Davis? I bet even the Chiefs <laughs> didn't know who he was. He was saucing those guys up. Now, I will say this though. I think and I don't know, I don't know how much you thought of this impact, but I think the Chiefs losing Tyron Matthew early oh, on huge. It showed huge. their weakness in communication on the secondary level. Yeah. I think he was definitely the Chiefs like, hey, we're doing this shit. And I think that allowed Gabriel Davis to kind of go unrecognized, if you will, in their coverage. Mm-hmm. Like, that guy's... Well, not unrecognized, but he was just better than those that's... guys covering him. I mean, one of the, on the fourth down touchdown where he was wide open in the end zone, he broke the dude's ankles. He was on the ground. And it was it was just because he made his move and the dude went for it, and he was completely wrong. I mean, that play alone is one that sticks out in my head. I think all game too, and I don't know if you noticed this, but I think all game, I think the Bills. We're kind of jumping around here, just 
there's a lot of shit to take in well, for this game. Like, how do you even cover this game? <laughs> but exactly. But I think I want to. I what I noticed early on and throughout the whole game. Mind you, I'm watching this game in a restaurant. I'm loud as shit, and there's people eating, and I'm like, "What's going on? What is that?" You know, I'm getting looks from the old lady going, "I'm just trying to eat my soup." Right. It's like, you know, you picked the wrong place to eat soup. But what I noticed was, I thought. Personally, I thought the Bills' defense had a exceptional game plan. The only issue was, is they could they not stopped. get Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> now they couldn't. I mean, you. Yeah. How much? How often was he? Especially in the first half of the game, how often was he getting rushed by four and having to scramble? I mean, there were a couple plays where mm-hmm. the Bills' defense had him tackled and. This motherfucker oh, it was, got out and threw the ball. It was ridiculous. I'm going, just get it. Get him, yes. That's what I was yelling. <laughs> he has him. Oh, my God. But, yeah, so then every time he got out of there, he would completely Capitalize. I mean, the Bills defense played awful, in my opinion. Really? Yeah, awful. Oh, oh in the second. Uh, so did the Chiefs. Again, I'm talking like early on, first half of that game. I thought their defensive front yeah, was I'm, getting I'm, to Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, they if were. You, they were. The result of the game, the the end of the game, essentially, is all on the Bills' defense. Oh, and yeah. they're D.C. Yeah. I mean, fuck, guys. Well, 13, 14 seconds left. Come on, well, we'll Peanut. Get, we'll get there. Come on, Peanut. <laughs> we'll get there because I got a lot of problems with that. But uh, getting to the point of... There was, like, four times in the last two minutes where I thought, okay, that's the play that wins the game. Okay, that's the play that wins the game. Uh, the jo- the one where Josh Allen went ahead with a minute 13 or something. Something like fourth and 20 at one point. Yeah. So, like, that time they went ahead, I'm going, now the Bills defense has to step up and get the stop. Yes. And that's when Mahomes threw it to Tyree Kill and he just went. Right down the field, and he gave him the peace sign, which is awesome. And there's a little controversy there. I, if you call that penalty, then I quit. I, I don't. I don't want that. I on. But this, I did see that the on Sports like Answer podcast has Ridiculous. talked about this at length. We never want yeah. the result Keep of the game. Flag in your exactly, and I'm glad they did. Yeah. I'm just saying. Oh yeah. The outside world, there For is sure. much, much issues. For sure, with that. you have old crusty writers. You want. Referees that throw taunting. Well, Sean McDermott is good Lord. Issue well, with it. I mean, I mean, he's a coach. He's got. If you can pick some part of the game that could have gone your way, you're gonna do it. I agree, but he also. I I will say, and I'm look again. The bastardized Bill fan I am. He is. You know, he's got a solid gripe. Like technically, that would be taunting. Technically, yes. Technically, in the world of 2022, <laughs> yeah. and you know what? In the fancy dancy lies of the NFL. That's a penalty. I, I'm not calling taunting at all. I'm not calling it either. I'm just saying yeah. he has a valid gripe with... Yeah, but how about this? How about you cover the guy? I how agree. About, how about I agree. I how about agree. you don't let him go 70 yards untouched? Well, you know what? He gave a peace sign, goddammit. Holy shit. <laughs> the linebacker had the angle on him, still couldn't get there. Um, look, he, uh, there's got to be Whoa. there's got to be two <laughs> sets of eyes here, and it's got to be Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill. I mean... It just baffles me how you could let Tyree Kill go over the middle, untouched, and it's like, yeah, now he's in the open field. Good luck. Yeah, and, and you know, he goes untouched in the end zone. And you know what's funny is when that happened, and I'm I'm watching the play unfold. I go, 
This goes yeah. back to when Mahomes <laughs> said, fuck it, Tyreek's out there. Like, mm-hmm. I, I mean... Yeah, get the guy the ball and, like, let him run. Let him go. And, and, and you know what's funny is Tony Romo can said this a lot during the game is it's like Tyreek Hill, when he gets the ball, is, like, playing tag. It's, I'm going to stay away from you, and I'm going to use the fastest man in the world mentality. And to me, if I were playing defense against that guy, I'm going... Someone's got to shoot him. He like, is so <laughs> fast. It's, it's unbelievable. Yeah. So it has to be a count. I'm, I'm going, oh, my God, the Bills' defense, who's supposed to be, like, the best defense statistically in the NFL this year, is blowing it because yeah. Josh Allen was playing amazing. Anyway, <laughs> so the Chiefs score there, and then my mind went, oh, well, that's a bummer, you know? Like, the, now the Bills have to go back down again and score. It's like, how many times is Allen going to, like – Good Lord, we got to go through out? this wheel again? And – my God, did he do it again? Just beautiful. Just a beautiful drive. And he throws with, you know, 13 seconds left. Throws that laser to Davis. Wide open touchdown. I celebrated. I mean, I was, I was on the bills. At this point, I was in my room. And I was jumping <laughs> up and down screaming, Oh my God! It was like, they're finally going to do it. I'll be honest. As a sports fan and, you know, an ex-Charger fan, I've never jumped up and down in an NFL game for, for a team like that before. Like, just the just the whole situation of the game, all of my emotions oh. were like, oh As, my fucking god!" And this is why. Because you figure when Mahomes does the Tyreek Hill touchdown, the Bills will do something wrong and, like, that's the end of the game. Yes. And that's how that'll end. Yeah. As a tortured Bears fan, <laughs> whose team never scores that last touchdown to go ahead, yes, that's what made it so exciting. The Bears did it because they're in the same boat. Yeah, you know, it's like they've been tortured forever. The yes. Super Bowls, the four Super Bowls, whatever. So the fact that they did it, I'm going. I let it all out. I go. That's it. Oh, like I they was, finally did it. I like, was jumping up and the down. I was screaming. Oh. And then. Oh God, that's not. <laughs> 13 seconds. So, first question. Do you squib it or do you kick it away like they did? Or some type of mixy? Because um, I was thinking squib. I, I, I agree. I would I would go for the squib just because I'm trying to get time get off the clock. a few seconds off the clock was give what me, I was thinking. Give me three seconds. Right. Three seconds. So, I mean. I was shocked that they kicked it yes, through the end Yes, I would zone. kick the squib. Yes. Why kick it through the Why end zone? Why kick it through the end zone? Yes, yes, you have the potential of like, hey, they're the furthest away from scoring. But also, did you not just see what your defense did? Right. And take time off the clock. And if you are going to kick it in the air, why not kick it short? Yeah. Almost. Or to I a gap. After the game, I was thinking, if you were really thinking about it, you know, obviously hindsight is twenty twenty. But if you're on the PAT, if you're the coach on the Bills, you know, hey, get a 15-yard penalty so they put us back on the kickoff, and then you can boot it. Because let's say the kicker's like, oh, I, I can't kick it at the one or whatever, which yeah. maybe is valid. Get your guys back a little bit so then you can kick it. But anyway, it would be the same thing as a squib. But I thought that was a miss. But even so, I was very confident that 13 seconds was not enough time. I completely agree. And here's my biggest issue of all oh my god <laughs> leslie frazier bill's defensive coordinator afraid to win defense at an all-time high the first play the first play is what ruined everything 
because I I mean if you look at the replay, it's three Chiefs receivers and there's just no one around. And who was one of those Chiefs receivers? Uh, Tyreek Hill. Oh, the fastest. Oh, in the well, world. shit. He can get pretty far pretty quickly. So he literally got the ball and just threw it to him. I mean, if you have a guy in the line of scrimmage, that at least takes one more second off the clock. Yeah. So the Bills take every guy and put him back as if they're not only up three points. And Tyreek Hill gets, like, what, 30 yards yeah. in four seconds? That's what did that's what did the Bills in right there. I agree that with that play right there. And I have no idea why these coaches do this. Like just play normal fucking defense. If you get beat deep, fine. But what I would do in that situation, put two guys on Tyreek Hill. Yes. Like safety safety up high. You have someone I agree. Man to man so that there's condensed there. You got somebody on Travis Kelsey and then if someone is going to get away, just hold them. Like, it's a five-yard penalty. I think I agree with you because, I, look, we're two guys in a room, you know. Well, but I two guys in a room have a lot more know what's going on than Leslie Frazier. Apparently. Yes, I agree with you. When I saw them lining up, I said the exact same thing. I go, Tyreek Hill's open. Like, Wide open. With blockers. It's like he's already set up. Yeah, he's they're essentially setting a pick for mm-hmm. him, which rightfully so is great. And funny because my first thought was why not just put two guys on crazy uh, you know because after was, the game not just two guys there was no one after the there. game you you know uh, as football guys like the peanut and the polar bear are, <laughs> we start thinking about well, what could they have done and then we sit there and we go you're right put two guys there and then fucking try and just knock the shit out of kelsey just get him off his track if he catches it He's not as fast as Tyreek. What bothers me so much about coaches in that situation, some coaches, they get so flummoxed about what could go wrong that they don't, like, then you're playing back 30 yards. This is my thing, though, is I, th- I think, I think to your point, I think how Leslie Frazier saw it was, well, well what's, what works here, mm-hmm. right? Like, let's get everybody deep, like, make sure we take yeah. away the deep threat. I think to me that's because look at it. Everyone in that situation, every defense does that. Yeah, not quite that bad. Bad, but, but you're but they line yeah. up like that, right? Like it, it should have been an easy thirteen seconds, and obviously it wasn't. Yeah, and and in my eyes, I think that it weighs a lot. I think Leslie Frazier made the call, but Sean McDermott is the head coach, and to him, he needs to go. Take time off the fucking clock. Hey, we need to make sure we get time off the clock. Do whatever you can. I don't give a fuck. Put, Take the penalty. Honestly, if you if you just put two safeties back and the corners back and everybody else up, or like a five man blitz, that's a that's more opportune than what you what you did. Or with you seven guys back. Or you just have, you know, have coverage to where. There's windows that are narrow, and you have you can't you just can't allow Tyree Kill to be on the line of scrimmage alone with two guys. I in front agree, of him. I agree, and I think and the Chiefs have timeout. Like, what are you doing? Uh, two timeouts. So then that play goes down, obviously, which to me was the game changer. Like the yes. Travis Kelsey catch, which is the next play, is what did it. But the first play set the tone for the, everything. If it was an incomplete pass or anything else, the game's over. Like the Bills I agree. win. So then the next play, you know, same type of bullshit of the Bills D where... Don't you learn? 
Kelsey, <laughs> Kelsey just kind of runs a. He's a, in the middle of the field. A bend and gets twenty more yards, and well, all of a sudden it's a forty-eight yard field goal. Bills completely blow Man. what Josh Allen caught them to. I mean, it was such an awful discrepancy of two plays. Yeah, I'm going. That is crazy. Like how certain teams are so bad in those situations, and other teams execute like the Chiefs did. Like you know, credit to the Chiefs. Like they took what the Bills gave them. And they took the game in their own hands. So you can't fault them. No. So obviously kicked the field goal overtime. And then once again. You're kicking me down now. (laughs) Well, once again, I mean, well, let's say this. Do you have any qualms with how overtime is run? Um, Because that's a big topic of conversation. Yeah, because everyone's like first to score. I, I, I think. I think it could be better. I, I think so. I, I you know I really like the. I don't. But how would you make it better? I I, I would I, just play out the entire period and see who comes out. Yeah. Would how long's the period? Is it next? It's fifteen. I'm sure that wouldn't work with like. Look, I don't want to get in the weeds of it. I'm no. just saying, uh, a better situation would be play out the quarter and then it's just another quarter. It's like the fourth quarter. Yeah, I I agree with that. Whoever you know. Is on top at the end of the time. Yeah. I mean, you can even shorten it, right? Ten minutes. Yeah, sure. Right? I mean, you got ten minutes. You guys are going to play back and forth no matter the, whatever the score is at the end. I mean, fuck, you can even make a skunk rule, right? Hey, or, you're up by three. You're done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or you do the college thing. But I, I don't like the, you know, like the cheese. I don't down. like that the coin toss determines right. the win. Right, but I, I know mean, that. Even if the, if the Bills won the toss, like they probably would have won the game too. Yeah. So, but that's the discrepancy. So I don't know. But like obviously the Chiefs won the toss. They go down and score because the Bills D just I don't know what happened. They or I mean they, they did what the Rams. They did. were just deflated or tired or something. But they had nothing. They they didn't make a play for the last five minutes of the game. So Bills go down in flames. My you know polar bear. Did you did you. Feel the heartbreak of I did, a, a, a and, and you know what? It, I I hate to say this, but I, because of how I've been following the Bills, I was defeated. No, I was pissed off. I'm not I was lie. so mad, and you know, for some god awful reason, it's just I, I was mad. I was mad, yeah. upset, deflated, everything. I could tally off a list, and I think the biggest problem that I have with the whole outcome of the fucking game is, in my eyes, how I watched that game from start to finish, Josh Allen wanted to fucking win. Oh, my God. He played Dude, incredible. You what? can't play better than No, that. no. And and you know what? And that's... I, I can't remember who I was telling this yesterday to. I said, jo- the way Josh Allen played on Sunday was, I am literally leaving it all out there He made you. every single have to make play that you that he had to make dude he was fourth down touchdown scrambling uh, jumping over people yeah. like i mean mahomes goes down and score okay i go down and score i mean he did everything he he needed one stop from his defense and that's what i hate i hate that because the bills they're the number one def- statistical defense in the league it's a it'd be a little different if they were just trash all year i agree they were good all year and i think i think you may have posted it or may have texted it to me what have you, where you said, and again, I'm, it may have been you, Mr. Peanut, but like, 
the Mahomes-Allen rivalry is going to be a consistent yeah. narrative in the NFL for a while. And I agree with you. As long as those teams play like they've been playing, I think those two quarterbacks are always going to be seeing each other. And they're going to feed off of each other. Mind you, I hate Patrick Mahomes, love Josh Allen, but it's like Brady and Manning people. Yeah, People love Brady, people comparison. hate Manning. And it's, I, yeah. I, I think that's may have what you texted me or posted uh, on your page or uh, on the Sports Banter page. I think it just comes down to the Bills needed one stop. That was it. I mean, you know my, I guess you know, I guess you know my first pick. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. Uh, First game of, you know, this weekend of the AFC, AFC championships is AFC championship. We got Bengals versus Chiefs in Arrowhead. PB, who do you like? Who are you Uh, taking? uh, You know what? I'm going to take the Bengals. Because out of, of fucking, pure spite. out of pure spite. <laughs> now, I wow. mean, do I think do I think the Bengals are at the caliber of the Chiefs? I don't think so. But points on the board or points on the board, and I will say this: I think what the Bills' defense did last weekend allows the Bengals to get an understanding of what they need to do to beat. Mm. The Chiefs, you know, uh, pressure Mahomes, get him, you know, and this is what really fucking sucks about the Chiefs offense. Excuse Chiefs offense is if I'm a defense and I'm playing them, I cannot designate a defender to cover Mahomes. I can't Mm -hmm. because you have Tyreek Hill, you have Travis Kelsey, you've got and then it's like you cover those two guys and you try and cover but Mahomes, that's five guys. Mind you, six guys have yeah. got to do everything else. It's it's just, it's not going to work. Mm-hmm. So, again, I want the Bengals mainly for the storyline, and sure. I want to see them succeed. I want to see Joe Burrow succeed. I want to see them just move forward. Do I think the Chiefs are going to win? I do, but I'm picking more of that Bengals side and because I hate Patrick Mahomes. So, <laughs> what about yourself, Peanut? Um... Great stuff. Yeah. Really great stuff. <laughs> I'm taking the Chiefs, though. There you because, go. That's, that's a good choice. Look. By the way, do you think Andy Reid actually said the, uh, when the times are grim, be the grim reaper to Patrick Mahomes? No, I don't. Okay. I think, I Andy, think, so Reed, I think Andy Reid, you know, can talk some shit and says some weird stuff. <laughs> yeah. But I don't, I don't he think. He seems kind of a zany, kind of weird guy. He probably walked up and he's like, yeah, yeah, I'll go with that. Well, have you, I mean, just quick, have you watched his, like, uh, football life? No. Uh, his football life kind of gives a little glimpse into, like, what kind of coach he is. Do I think he says shit like that? I don't fucking think so. Yeah. I think he talks more about burgers than he does the <laughs> But, um, like, I mean, I would love nothing more than the Bengals win this game. Yeah. But this is how my fanhood usually goes. I root for one team, and then the team that's supposed to win wins. So that's why I'm picking the Chiefs. There you go. Um, that's a smart pick. I agree with yeah, you. It's, you know, the Chiefs are the Chiefs. Like, the team we saw last week is why they... This is their fourth AFC Championship in a row, which I did not know that um, no, until recently. That but that's very impressive. That's pretty fucking And I cool. think Mahomes is kind of building his legacy up to, like, you know... God damn it. The Bears could have had this, man. And we did not. So, <laughs> I would like to see the Bengals' defense show up, though. Kind of like they did last week. Yeah. Much harder task going against Patrick Mahomes and Ryan Tannehill, though. Um, 
I'd love to see Joe Burrows have a big game too. I don't want to blow defense out. That's what I don't was want. Was no good either. I don't want to blow out. I want. I'll be honest. I want a similar game to the Bills game. Well, wouldn't we all? It was the best game ever. That's what I'm saying. But uh, Chiefs at home. Been there before. I'm just. I'll take the experience in that regard. Yeah. And Mahomes and company. Although I don't like them, they're gonna end up in the dance. Next game. It's just an awesome one. Actually, you texted me, let's go. Let's go to the game. Which, I did. Which I would will, have been a wild move. I, will, I did. <laughs> I said, I am all for this. I will, you know, it Rams and 49ers. Right. In it's, L.A. It's at SoFi Stadium. I've never been there. I know. Oh, it's, I mean, it would be an electric. Exactly. It's such a bizarre move. You know, but. so if anybody's out there in the sports banter world that, you know, has got a hookup on tickets at SoFi. Oh, yeah. I, that changes the everything. The peanut and the polar bear would love to go. Yeah, look. Hey, we're a great company. You want banter in your ear during the game? Just, I mean, I'll buy you a hot is, dog. This is what it is. You uh, have the hot dog, I'll get the beer, and we'll move on. Might, might cost us the mortgage on our first house, but we're all right. <laughs> um, this is a really interesting matchup, though, which I wanted to see, and I texted you that during the Playoff run. Uh, 49ers have been on a tear, obviously. Mm-hmm. They have beaten the Rams twice this year. Yes, they have. Very interesting, considering the Rams won the division. Can they do it a third time? I hope not, because I'm taking the Rams. I'm, Like I said when we were going through the games this past weekend, I'm on, and I have been all season, and you texted me this. You've talked about the Stafford man before. You know, I'm... <laughs> I, I'm a fan of Matthew Stafford, and I want to see the success. You want to see that story end in the Super Bowl win. Yeah, even I'll be honest. Even a Super Bowl loss. We'll just get there. Just yeah. get there. And that, that to me, for a football fan, is a middle finger to the whole NFL organization about Matthew Stafford and all the media. Like, oh, for, for him. Like, doubting hey, him. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people... With this, with the whole trade between the Lions and the Rams, there was a lot of like, why did they do this? Stafford mm-hmm. is not the guy he used to be, and now he's shown people, along with all of the other assets that he has on his team, that I'm I'm good still. I'm not the best, but I'm fucking good. And look what I can do with people around me that can fucking play football. <laughs> and an organization that puts guys around me. Exactly. Like so again, I, I, I love what I love that you brought up the whole losing twice to the 49ers. That I think this is I'm glad this is the prime yeah, time blame. I can't game. wait for this game. Yeah, because I think that as football fans we're expecting a very close knit game and I think 49ers and Rams are very similar in the way oh, yeah. they play. And I just think this game to me could go either way, but again, the polar bears picks. Yes, heard it here first, said it, meant it. I got the Rams. I uh, I love that di- like divisional opponents can end up playing each other in the championship game to go to the Super Bowl. I think that's because they know everything about each other. Yeah, it's and the Forty ers have the Rams number this year. Um. I'm going to go 49ers, actually. Oh, there we go. Just because it puts us on opposing sides, really. Because I want to see the Rams win. And I think they have the best chance to beat the Chiefs, which is my ultimate goal here. Oh, yeah, that would be um, great. But for sheer entertainment purposes on our page, I'm going 49ers. And, I mean, what a story that would be for the 49ers. They were, 
I think they were like one in four, one in they five. They had a horrible start. And just went on an absolute tear. I think people were even talking about the 49ers potentially getting rid of John Lynch early in the season. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So Don't I mean, quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure that conversation was definitely thrown around, if you will, in the media world. Like, hey, you know, do we think John right. Lynch... Is, and, again, I'm a huge John Lynch fan, I mean, for the yeah, 49ers. So. Um, no, I, I like the way the 49ers play. I like their swag, like I've talked about. I think Debo Samuel is a complete X factor of that team. Hopefully he's healthy because he was limping off the field in Green Bay. Um, I think it's going to be really close, though, uh, regardless of how it goes. Like, when two teams know each other who are equally matched... To that level, you know the Rams are going to have the hunger factor because oh, yeah. they've lost twice. It's at home, and the Super Bowl is in LA too, so there's that factor as well. Um, no, I, I honestly, if it's anything like last weekend, I'm so excited. Oh yeah, and hopefully it kind of carries that same weight. I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams just put everything together and just like ran. Routed, Ran the table. Yeah, routed the Niners and just kind of handled business. I could see that. I could see just that happening. But I like the 49ers' grittiness and just their ability to find ways to win. It's it's like they they are a strange team that they can win in various ways, which I makes them very dangerous. So my Super Bowl matchup, I guess, is Chiefs 49ers, and you got Bengals Rams. We'll see what the fuck happens. <laughs> <laughs> episode five covered man, man the best, i'm exhausted yeah no, <laughs> the best divisional round of playoffs of any sport i've ever seen would you agree with that i would agree with that i would and i also say this i think if you missed any of the games this weekend as a football fan you are fucked <laughs> because oh it was that is like if you're not a fan of football that should right there Show you why we're so into it. Yeah, I mean, we had the opportunity to see just top-tier football on a grand scale. Competitive football that could have gone either way at any point in time. I completely agree. And there's so many factors that went into why each team won. Yeah. And now we're at the conference championships. I'm so excited for these final two games. Very sad. And this is why it's so sad that football is ending. That week right there, ugh. The divisional round will forever be my favorite week of the NFL season. I agree with that. I, I, just based off of what happened this past weekend was like that. I think you may have just said it. That's why we like football, love football. It's just we have no idea what the result can be. And people on paper can be the best team mm-hmm. and they can still lose. Right. And both one seeds went down. Good Lord! Three out of four of the games, the road team won. I mean, you just have no idea in the sport when no. you think you do. And that's what makes it so great. But, Polar Bear, what do you got for the people? Well, hey, you know, we're... Huh, we got a lot going on, we're but... Exhausted. They're exhausted. <laughs> but, you know, continue to interact with our Instagram page, underscore sports banter. We have our link tree in our bio. It uh, will feed you off into our blog. Also, all of our streaming services, which... We're on Apple, Spotify, we're on Google Podcast, Anchor. There's like a couple other ones we're on. I mean, we're on, we are running the table, if you will. <laughs> um, but again, continue to interact with our page. Let us know if there's anything that 
we can do better or continue to top, uh, you know, just kind of touch on, if you will. But again, you know, we love it. We love you guys. Yeah. I mean, we're in season two. Shit. I'm well loving said. it. <laughs> <laughs> and for season two, episode five, Sports Banter. Out. <laughs>